T to classify yes, as three letters. Cause our history guys, we got Eric, Ellie, who else? We got Brian, listen every time, you know it's gonna be some drive. Everybody certified, it's pocket rock, ain't tell no lies. You really my lose your mind, can only put this in your time. One second, Dorian. Welcome back to WFTD Classified Podcast. Uh, thank you for everybody who's listening. We're here with a special guest tonight. We have Phil Longo from the University of North Carolina, who is one of Sam Howell's coaches. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. Just getting out of a meeting, and I appreciate the invite. Absolutely. So, uh, Brian, why don't you take us take it away here? Coach, thank you uh, for giving us a few minutes. We uh, we greatly appreciate it. We know you're busy. Uh, well. First, let me start uh, with, uh, I think uh, you came into the UNC program uh, 2019. I think it coincided with uh, Sam Howe coming into the program uh, at the same time. Uh, let me ask you, one of the, you know, what did you guys see in Sam, uh, you know, out on the recruiting trail that said, hey, we've got to get this guy into our program um, because he has, you know, whether it's physical ability, mental ability, he has the right stuff that we're looking for in a uh, signal caller for the team. Well, it's, it's interesting, the Sam Howell story, because when I was at Ole Miss, I recruited Sam at Ole Miss. And um, I'd identified him, along with two other quarterbacks from that class, as what I thought the, to be the best three in that class and was very excited about recruiting them. And then I decided to take a job at North Carolina. And, you know, at Ole Miss, it was tough. We had a two-year bowl ban, and we had some scholarship productions. And uh, Duke Howell, who was Sam's, is Sam's dad, just said, listen, we, we love what you're doing offensively. We've got a good relationship with you, but we're probably not going to fly Sam over 15 other offers to land in Oxford and deal with a two-year bowl ban, which, you know, I can understand. And, and we knew that going in, uh, working through that at our program at Ole Miss. But then, you know, he's a North Carolina native and yeah. uh, just out of coincidence. And I will tell you that part of the excitement of taking the job was Mac Brown and part of the excitement of taking the job was being able to walk back into a room with Sam Howell and say, you know, listen, I'm coming back at you. We have no bowl man. We have no recruiting uh, restrictions and I'm wearing your in-state colors, you know, and North Carolina rules the state of North Carolina. And so to walk in there with the, with the, the, the university that everybody wants to be at um, and, and try and recruit him again. And then he wound up, flipping from Florida state and coming to North Carolina. <laughs> when I landed in uh, Chapel Hill, coach Brown said, uh, I don't want you to do any recruiting. It was my first day on the job. And I, and I, I couldn't wait to get recruiting. Yeah. And he, you know, I didn't, I didn't let him finish. He said, well, I don't want you calling any recruits. I don't want you talking to anybody. Don't go anywhere. You just go get Sam Howell flipped. And, and that's what he meant. So I spent, you know, the 12 days leading up to signing day on Sam Howell. And, um, you know, obviously he's had, as prolific a career at North Carolina as any player has ever had. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. We've seen, uh, uh, you know, over the three years, all the things that he's done on the field. Um, can you tell us a, a little bit about, you know, some of the things he does off the field that, uh, you know, we don't get to see in terms of his preparation uh, to be the starting quarterback uh, at UNC? You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we, we get to see, you know, what happens on Saturday. Maybe we get to see a workout video or something like that, but we don't see all the right. aspects of uh, film study, of uh, additional preparation, you know, uh, you know, extra practice that he's putting in. Can you, can you speak to a little bit of that? 
So the word you used when you first asked me was preparation. And I would tell you that uh, I have been very fortunate in my career to be around a lot of great quarterbacks. Um, but none have prepared any better uh, than Sam. The amount of time he puts in, the, the hours, the focus. You know, a lot of people watch film, um, don't necessarily know what they're getting from the film. You know, they kind of learn as they go. Sam spent a lot of time learning and trying to understand how you actually derive something beneficial from film so that it can translate on the field with regards to how you play and how you produce. And, and then he put in about as many hours, if not more than anybody I've ever been around. And, and that's saying a lot because I've been blessed to be in some really good company. Um, and I don't say that to praise myself. I, I, I think we've, we've won some games over the last however many years, because I've been blessed just to be around some of these great quarterbacks. And Sam is, uh, the epitome of the type of character guy that you want. He's a leader. Um, he's obsessed with the game. Um, I mean, obsessed with the game, obsessed with preparing. And he doesn't ever want to lose a play mentally. Uh, you know, and, and, and then it, he rarely is going to lose a play because of his arm talent. And so it's, he's a hard guy to beat when you have a guy that that athletically talented who can prepare the way he does mentally. And I think that's what makes him special. And the last thing I would say off the field and, maybe away from you guys that I've talked about, but you don't, you don't see until you watch him play is how poised he is under pressure. You, you could never tell from Sam's demeanor if he was winning by 30 or losing by 30. He's just the same all the time. And, you know, I often joke, um, and I've said this before, but I'm very, very laid back, very relaxed. That's my demeanor. That's how I coach, at least with the quarterbacks. And um, Sam is no different. And so we kind of jive together that way. You know, and I say all the time, like if he and I were watching a movie at the house somewhere and, and, and it, you know, the house was on fire, I think it would take, take me five minutes to say, Hey, you know what? We, we might want to get up and get out of here. Right. Sam would probably take five minutes to answer back. Yeah, maybe. And, and then we'd walk out. Like that's just the kind of the way that we, we live life. That's how calm he is. That's how poised he is. And I think it really lends to being a tremendous asset uh, when the bullets are flying on the field while he's playing in the middle of the game. No, uh, cool under fire is uh, always a good thing uh, to, uh, to be able to draw upon. Uh, heading into this past season, uh, heading into 2021, you guys lost uh, offensively four players to the NFL, uh, Deami Brown, who we know, we, we, we got him here in DC. So uh, yep. as, uh, does happen to come here. He's got some uh, familiar faces. Uh, Daz Newsom went to the NFL, your two running backs, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, um, you know, in particular, the two running backs, uh, was there any kind of plan or did you, you know, kind of try to think about incorporating uh, Sam Moore into the running game or did that kind of happen naturally or organically? Cause I know Sam had like 800 yards rushing 11 TDs this year where in previous years, he didn't run the ball as much uh, cause he didn't need to, you guys had some really great running backs. Well, we, we wanted to run Sam two years prior, but the problem became uh, the depth that we had or the lack of depth that we had at quarterback. And so, you know, we had to be really careful um, about running him at all. And I think that uh, this year we were just excited in this third season because we have uh, so much better depth at the, at the quarterback position to be able to use him fully. Um, you know, and, and we lost the 2,000-yard rushers along with the 2,000-yard receivers. 
um, going into the season. What we didn't expect was to lose uh, our starting center to surgery complications and our only returning starting wideout in Bo Corrales to uh, hernia surgery, sports hernia surgery complications. So, yeah, we actually lost him for the entire season. So six substantial starters going into opening day weren't even around Sam that um, he had around him, had the luxury of having around him the year before. I think also that um, we knew he could run. He ran for a lot of yards in high school. Um, we felt like we could replace one of the thousand yard backs with the uh, graduate transfer portal running back, Ty Chandler out of Tennessee. Yep. And, and he did just that. He went for 1300 plus and 13 touchdowns or whatever he scored. And, uh, and Sam really became the replacement for the other one. And, and truthfully tougher season uh, this year, but Sam was more productive this year total offense wise from a, a statistical standpoint than he was the first two years. And, you know, we had to ask more of them this year because the, the, uh, the surrounding um, supporting staff was not quite the same. So a lot of the NFL comps that we're hearing for Sam, or the main one that we hear is Baker Mayfield. Do you feel like that's a fair comparison or is it uh, a little high or a little low in your opinion? You know, Baker Mayfield is such a, a talented quarterback. It's a tremendous compliment to Sam. You know, they, they both throw the ball so exceptionally well. I think Baker, Sam is a very mobile quarterback. I don't know if he's as mobile as, as Baker, you know, but um, I, he is the epitome. He is Drew Brees reincarnated. I mean, from a size a stand, a standpoint, a, a, a quick release standpoint, an arm talent standpoint, uh, I, I've never seen a quarterback um, – that I think is more like Sam or Sam is more alike to than Drew Brees. And, and actually Drew and I talked a lot about that when we played Notre Dame because he did that game for us. Um, and I think from a talent standpoint, uh, that's the closest thing, the closest comparison to, you know, where maybe Sam is right now. I, I do think there are some similarities to Baker. I, I think a lot of that tends to start though with the, the black beard that they both have. I was, I was just, I was thinking, that, I was thinking the six one, but yeah, I guess the black beard probably, uh, probably a little more so. So uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how aware you are of this, but um, uh, Drew Brees is a, is a step up from Baker Mayfield. You know, <laughs> well, I know this. That's a more Drew favorable Brees, comparison. So that's so that's Drew Brees is going to the Hall of Fame. You know, I think uh, if you look at Sam's game, what he does well, it, it's it's really it's it's uncanny how similar it is to the strengths and and weaknesses of Drew Brees and. I, you know, that bodes well for him if he can, if he can, if he can get that to translate at the next level. Absolutely. So um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with, with Washington's, with Washington's offense, uh, what they do and their personnel, but if you, do you see, I mean, obviously if he's Drew Brees, he fits anywhere, but do you see him as a good fit? What type of offense would best suit him, I guess, in the NFL? Yeah, I don't know that it's going to matter. Uh, just because he's capable mentally of handling whatever, you know, you have the whole kill system in the league where you're going to, you know, you've got two or three calls and you're going to cut two of them and, and roll with the best one. You've got uh, the systems where the answers are built in and you've got to make good decisions at QB. You know, you, you have your run first play action stuff that um, it's become a little bit more popular. I, I don't really think it matters. Um, you know, he's a throw first quarterback, a think first quarterback and, I, you know, I don't know that uh, – I, I think what the team is going to want to do that takes him, and I think they all plan to do this, is to 
play to the strengths of the quarterback that they have. And Sam has a lot of them. So, you know, he'll be an asset, I think, no matter where he goes. Um, now, you talked a lot about Sam's intelligence and his preparation. Can you kind of give us a sense of how much uh, pre-snap freedom Sam had at UNC? A tremendous amount, you know, and I just told our returning quarterbacks this year um, if they model themselves after Sam with regards from a, from a, with regards to preparation from a preparation standpoint, uh, they can't go wrong. If Sam had come back for one more year, truthfully, I would have signaled a formation and then pointed at him, which means the play's on you. I mean, we're to a point right now where uh, he's got the best seat in the house at quarterback. He understands the offense uh, the way I do understands why we're running what we're running, when to run it, how to run it. And I would have given him some play calling ability this year had he come back for a fourth season. So that's how much I, I think of and, and trust Sam with regards to his knowledge of the game. And, um, you know, he could coach this thing right now. He, he doesn't need me anymore. You know, he, he hasn't needed me in two years. So I, I just try to put him in a position where uh, he's got an opportunity to go succeed and, and, you know, he makes the play come alive and makes the play work. And I thought he made all the players around him better. And I don't think that that'll change as he establishes himself in the NFL. And that's absolutely great to hear. And, you know, with Washington, we've struggled to find a guy at the quarterback position. We've had guys, but we've struggled to find the guy. And you can even go as far back as Kirk Cousins, where we had a really good quarterback, but he didn't really resonate with the fans here because I think he lacked or at least the, the perception was he lacked certain leadership qualities. Can you kind of talk to us about Sam as a leader of his teammates and kind of in the locker room, what kind of guy he is? So I, I can, I, you know, he is, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of referred to his demeanor. He's calm. He's a calm poised cat. I mean, he, he is not, a he's not going to MF his teammates. He's not going to, uh, you know, we've all heard the stories about the different quarterbacks that'll that'll get after their guys. And I, I think if he needs to make a point with the offensive line or a receiver or a running back, whether or not it pertains to a play out on the field during the game or practice or even just uh, behavior in the locker room or, or, or off the off the field, you know, his you'll see him over the sideline or behind a play when he's not in there repping, tugging on a on a Jersey quite often, you know, and that's him just very quietly without embarrassing a person. That's him getting after somebody or correcting somebody or asking them to give them a little more with, with a route or a block or an effort, what have you. That's, that's kind of his mode. Um, when he needs to raise his voice, when he needs to be more demonstrative, he's certainly done that. I, I think when you do that less, you tend to get a greater reaction and a greater response because it's almost like, hey, man, if Sam's raising his voice, if he's pissed off, this must be pretty bad because he's relatively poised most of the time. And so I think he utilizes uh, that demeanor to an advantage. And I, I think, um, you know, he said to me one time, and these are pretty mature words, he said, uh, Coach, when your teammates respect you, you don't have to yell at them to get them to respond. And that was Sam telling me that. And, and he's right. And I think uh, guys were willing to jump and get things done just by simply being asked. And the truth is, you know, that's what I say to Sam. I don't, I don't, we don't yell and scream at our quarterbacks. If I can't get a, a mature poised response from him when I'm getting after him about something quietly, 
I don't know that it's going to change by, by, by ripping them up and down. And so there's some mutual respect in our room. And, and so I get a response when I need one. And I think he gets the same, if not better from his teammates. Absolutely. Um, coming into the NFL, uh, you know, there's always a question of whether or not a quarterback can start in year one. From what we've seen, Sam is mature enough, you know, in the college offense to be able to translate and participate in an NFL offense in year one. Um, is there any reason that you would have to think that he couldn't be a year one starter? No, and the reason I say that is because uh, he came in as a true freshman, beat out two veterans, and opened up his college career against an SEC opponent in Charlotte um, and, and won the game. And then we played a Miami team that at that time was so much more drastically talented than we were, you know, and, and he found a way to lead that team and beat, beat Miami. So uh, I've seen him do it, being thrown into the fire early. Um, I can't say he wasn't prepared. He put in a tremendous offseason and getting ready even before he knew he was the starter. Um, but when he got the opportunity, he took advantage of it. And I, I think he's going to prepare himself the way he needs to uh, from a mental standpoint. I don't think that's ever going to be a deficit. You know, and, and so what he's got to do is just prove that, you know, he can go athletically compete and throw at that level. Uh, that's great to hear. Um, Eric, you got something? I was going to uh, ask, uh, are you keeping up with him this week at the uh, Senior Bowl? How's he doing there? How's, uh, how's he? Yeah, yeah I, I just got back a day ago. I went out there, watched the first practice on Tuesday. Um, he killed it. And, I'm, of course, I'm biased because I'm his coach. But I was happy to see. And, and uh, it, it, was, it was pleasing to watch him go out there and perform the way we've watched him perform so many times over the last three years. And, and what did you see? You saw great throws. He's incredibly accurate throws the deep ball as well as anybody I've ever seen. Um, and he just has a sense of poise. You know, that was the first practice. You got running backs going the wrong way, receivers lining up the wrong way. There's a there's 11 elite athletes running around that have never played with each other before. It's their first meeting and their first practice. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a chicken show a little bit. And in, in the middle of it all, he's going through fakes and dropping back and making throws and, for me, it just felt like, you know, he's doing out there what he's been doing for three years. So I, I think his stock is going up there. I think he's done a great job in the interviews. And I, I don't need to come on shows and promote Sam. I think Sam just performing um, and, and meeting and talking with these guys is going to uh, represent very well. And I, I think he's going to do very, very well at the next level. Uh, Mr. Longo, we certainly appreciate your time and you carving out a few moments for us. And, you know, this is really encouraging for our fan base to hear and, and the fan base of the Washington, I guess, now commanders to hear positive things about a quarterback that has a very real possibility of ending up here in Washington. So we appreciate you very much. And thank you once again. Thank you. Well, Y'all take take care of De'Ami Brown for us. OK, you know, we will. Sam will. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sam will. Yes, sir. Thanks for the invite. You guys have a good evening. Take, take care. Thank you.